0: thrilled to have an old friend of mine uh with me today uh, i know dr steve Stephen merrill for what 30 years now used to be lieutenant Stephen merrill we were uh we were roommates on an aircraft carrier for uh, for a couple months did a couple cruises together mates of vw 116 and now we're talking as business associates and old friends and uh i'm loving what you're doing so uh, Steve, right. is, Steve is the, uh, the CEO of Veritas Leadership Research and Consulting out of Salt Lake City. And uh, he has uh, built a great business for himself, helping businesses get better. And he's got a proven process that he's worked. And it, it works through a couple of uh, couple theories that he's developed. And uh, so, Steve,
1: I'm going to shut up. I'm just going to welcome you. And thank you for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. And I can't believe it's been that long. Well, it's uh,
0: 1990 was when, oh my gosh, we're getting old, man. My, yeah. my wife tells me I got a lot of gray hair now. So <laughs> it's been a while.
1: It has, but it was a good time. A, a lot of good lessons learned there. Uh, Absolutely. A lot of good experiences. Um,
0: yeah. You know, I think you go back and you think about all the, a lot of the lessons you learned about life and leadership and just, you know, getting things done. You, know, you you learn at twenty something years old in the military.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, and, and, huge, it, huge it's, experiences.
0: It's a good learning shift experience. So, so you know, so Veritas Leadership Research and Consulting, and and you told me um, yeah, you, you 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 tell me your process. You're telling me your 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 uh, the thesis that you work off of, and yeah, so start there, and okay. uh, let's talk about what you're doing for businesses, and 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 you know, kind of how you're guiding them.
1: You're on. Um, I'll begin with the name. I chose Veritas because it means truth. And I, I love re- research. I love finding what people have discovered. And uh, I love digging in. So I love uh, studying companies, figuring out what works for them, for their leadership. And I try to advise them and help them get a little bit better, like what you said um uh, I got my doctorate in organizational leadership well a handful of years ago uh, like you I've always been fascinated with leadership just the inner workings what works what doesn't what you know go down in flames come back up try something new, something different and so forth uh, and so in in my doctorate I've, I've always been a little fascinated with uh, therapy and the, uh, counseling industry, because like you, you probably remember your guys will come in to you on cruise and say, Hey, I've got these issues. This is what's going on back home. This is Mm -hmm. what, and uh, oh my goodness, how do you help someone with their career and their personal life? I I just saw leadership as a blend of counseling and leadership and business and all those things. It, on cruise, we could not compartmentalize. You try, you do your best, but but things happen at home and it affects your work, right? It, it helps, it hinders, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, our last cruise, for example, my wife had a miscarriage um, a month into it. So I got five more months left on cruise mm-hmm. and I'm knowing that my wife has just had a miscarriage and there's no way I can go back yeah. The communication. Yeah. We're, we're, we're letters, you know, we're two week turnaround time. Okay. So, um, commanding officer, you know, they're counseling me, they're, they're working with me. I'm doing the same for my men. So that's kind of what drove my, my research. And I just wondered if this counseling approach called motivational interviewing, the, the pillars, the four pillars of it are partnership acceptance, compassion, And evoking, and I just thought that's good leadership. Um, In counseling, you're building this relationship with your with your client, trying to help them discover uh, what is motivating them to change Mm -hmm. and to do something differently. I that's just good leadership. So I took those principles out of the counseling industry and dropped them into business. And because it was the first of its kind study. I went fishing in the very best businesses I could find locally here in Utah. So I went to Utah Business Magazine's Best Businesses Award winners. I asked them, can I study you? Can I see if these principles are in your organization? Mm -hmm. Long story short, yes, big time. A little bit surprising was they were even coming up a little bit short. They wanted more partnership with their boss, with their leader. They wanted to be accepted as a human being on a very foundational level. Compassion. They wanted to know that their leader had their back, that they were looking out for him saying, Hey, Craig, look, you're stressed, dude. Mm-hmm. I know it's noon, but why don't you, why don't you get out of here? Go home, mm-hmm. rest, mm-hmm. right? Have your back. And, that, and then the the evoking is to bring out your wisdom, your experience, your thoughts, all of those things, bring them out and bring them to bear on the business issue, right? Hey, Craig, what do you think about this? Oh, man, you know, last time this happened to me was, you know, two decades ago. It's a little different, but here's what happened. Really? Well, tell me more. It's that thought provoking question and answer period. They want to be involved. That's it. And so, I found that those companies were practicing those principles. Mm-hmm. I found that they were still um, coming up short. Their teams wanted more. And I wanted to know also, um, how did they relate to what's called the, the two-factor theory? You've got job satisfaction and hygiene factors. Hertzberg did a study, several of them, and he found that there are the two main job satisfaction factors are achievement and recognition those mm-hmm. give us satisfaction and job we've now moved on to engagement and and so forth mm-hmm. but um, at the time i thought i'm going to study this well partnership acceptance compassion and evoking predicted achievement and recognition hugely um, to give you a little frame of reference i was i was on a conference call with oc tanner they are a big recognition uh, company here in Utah, worldwide, mm-hmm. and um, they're explaining when you do a human study, there are just so many factors. Did you get milk in your Wheaties? Did the you know the cat chew on your couch? That affects your mood at, at home. So there's all sorts of these, uh, these factors uh, affecting us. So if you study human behavior, and you can get account for some behavior, 20, 30%, that's a good study, 40, 50%, that's a great study. Well, those factors, I call them pace, the the relationship factors, partnership, acceptance, compassion, and evoking, they accounted for over 60% of why a person feels a sense of achievement and recognition, which is just ridiculous. So that's why those companies, one of the many reasons, certainly, Uh, those companies were so successful. Mm -hmm. Their leaders had a partnership. You know, we don't hang a sign around our neck saying, hey, Greg, remember, I'm the boss. We Mm -hmm. we don't need that. We want a partner. We want someone we can sit down with and focus on an issue and solve it. We want to know that we're accepted on the basic level of being a human being. Mm -hmm. Again, know that you got my back. And then ask me questions. What are you thinking? Wow, I don't know. I'm i This is what I've experienced, but I'm not sure how it applies to be involved. Those are big deals. So that that was the basis of my study. That's what I found. And I knew that's what I need to teach organizations. If these award winners were coming up short, how much more did mom and pop shops, other other industries need to know this so they could be a little more successful?
0: Well, you you know, the big thing about... It's interesting. Everybody, yeah, everybody's got their own definition about leadership. And it's it's all yes. I mean, it's all over the place. You might as well just you know, take a bunch of gumballs and throw them up in the air and go, okay, that's <laughs> you don't have
1: enough gumballs. Uh, yeah, the yeah, membership. there's just
0: not enough. It's like, well, you know, I don't know, you know, and, and you think about it, like everything in life, it, it breaks down to, you know, uh, I, I mentor a lot of kids. Yes. They're college kids. I mentor a lot of college kids, and you know, I just help them focus on two or three things. For the interview and what i found is that if i focus them on one thing and that's just adding value Mm. when this guy is interviewing you all he wants to know is how will you add value and do you know that your only purpose in life is to add value when you're interviewing for a job it's one thing dude add value help them make money help them save money yes Yes, and you're talking about you know this the leadership, how to motivate your employees. You break it down to four things: mm-hmm. right? partnership, acceptance, um, compassion, and invoking. It's all it's all you need to do. Be, you know,
1: four things. It, it's, it's it's not rocket science. It it really isn't. Gallup, um, oh, I love those guys. They've got great research out there. They came back. They found that the the immediate leader, right, the closest person to you. Accounts for at least that so we're starting at 70% of why you are engaged at work. 70%. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculously high. And and so the 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 working relationship between a leader and his or her team is everything. Now, what I, I will put an asterisk in there. Recently, I was talking to a, a close friend. He is a Spectacular leader. And the uh he was doing a presentation between uh in, in front of the VP and the president, what have you. And the president asked, Do you believe that people leave companies because of their leader? And he said, Yes, I do. In this case, unfortunately, I like say he's a spectacular leader, and his feedback from his team demonstrates it but the company culture and lots of other things are he can't keep his team they're leaving they're mm-hmm. leaving for a better culture for all, all of those things pay experience product whatever mm-hmm. and he's got the relationship but his relationship can't overcome some of the other things that are occurring in the company and the company won't listen to him saying hey this is why they're leaving it's like well you're the leader. You need to fix it. It's like, I can't fix that. That's that's above my pay grade.
0: Yeah. Look. You know, there's there's the. You know, I see. You know, I'm a I'm a big. You know, you know, obviously I'm an executive career. LinkedIn is a big part of my life. And you see yeah. you, know, people don't leave jobs. People leave people. And you. yep, yep. And I go look. Let's just call us. You may have a great. You may have a great boss. You may have a great boss, mm-hmm. and you're going to walk through fire. But ultimately, you're going to look inside your company, and you're going to say you know, am I going to get my boss's job in the next two, three, four years? When am I I, right. I want my boss's job, I'm ready for my boss's job, but you know what? He or she isn't leaving. You know, am I better hedging my bets? You know, uh, I want growth. Well, you know, it's like, look, yes, people leave jobs because crappy leadership or crappy culture and all the other mm-hmm. stuff. But I tend to give businesses more the better of the doubt, The I think benefit of the doubt. I think most of them, are actually pretty well run. Yeah. But when, when, but this natural, there's a, there's this discouragement that there's an, a natural flow of people, I think is actually good.
1: Yes. People move out.
0: Yeah. You know, when, when, when somebody moves out, a 25 year, a person in the company that's a 25 year veteran at a director level and who's not going to get promoted to a VP, when they move out, you're giving somebody, else a fresh start provided you allow them to come up from inside the company yes so a natural movement of people i think is actually healthy for companies you know there's this great thing well turnover is not good i'm like well i kind wow. of you know it's like it's like you know, too much turnover yeah we might have a problem too little turnover we might have a problem mm-hmm. you know it's yeah that's that's
1: that's it you're, you're dead on there's there's healthy turnover uh, that new blood invigorates a firm. There, there's no question about that. Brings in new ideas, new experience, all those things. It, the questions I, I tell people, you can have an impact the first day at your job. It's like, really? It's like, yeah. You can ask, why? Why do you do that that way? Mm-hmm. And it forces the team to say, well, we've always done it that way. Like, why? Mm-hmm. That, I'm not challenging you. I'm not... I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just, right. at, teach me, teach me why. And that forces the, the company to reflect a little bit and say, well, wow, maybe you ought to look at that. That That's kind of outdated. We've been doing it for three years. Maybe we need to change. Well, I just came from Acme and this is the way we did it over there. I'm, I'm not telling you because I'm you know first day on the job, but what if? And, and it's that invigorating breath of fresh air. And at least it allows you to reflect and say, nope, no, this is good. This is a good process. Let's Mm -hmm. keep it. It's like, okay, teach me. Teach me. I want to, I want to contribute. But that, that, oh boy, that relationship, being able to speak up, knowing that you're not going to get whacked by your boss, Mm -hmm. if you bring him or her bad news or a question, even Mm -hmm. just that partnership to where you can ask me anything. Let's let's talk about it. Let's understand. Let's. I've got your back, Craig. Mm-hmm. Come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, that relationship between your immediate supervisor. Ah, oh, so important. So important. It mm-hmm. it will help people stay at a company longer because hey, I don't want to leave, Craig. I I've, I've been with him for thirty years. He knows me. We work well together. I, I'm I'm digging this. This is good and healthy. Mm-hmm. No I, I I
0: totally look it, it's one of those things where the immediate boss you push your boss under a bus <laughs> the relationship goes south quick. your boss pushes you under a bus yes the relationship goes south quick and this is yeah you know, this is what's interesting most of my most of my customers are middle market smaller ah. and middle market companies. And I've s i have i used to work with some big companies as clients. And I had people that went into the big companies and they wanted to affect a lot of change. Ooh. And you're like, oh, time out. Yeah. Um, be very careful about how you tread because yeah, you know, what happens when, you know, as Donald Trump says, Yeah, you know, we're gonna, it's the swamp. What happens when the swamp fights back? Right. Yeah. And
1: yeah. don't poke the bear.
0: Yeah. Tread, Careful. tread very. Yeah. So the people who are quote unquote, I'm a change agent. Well, <laughs> before you start affecting change, observe what needs changing. Oh. And and I think too, I think there's a lot of folks out there that are very aggressive. They're hyper aggressive. They're very motivated. They want to do really, really good things,
1: but they poke the bear. You know what? That's one of the first things I learned uh, in the Navy. You know, salute the ensign, salute the officer of the deck, yeah. then go jump in the back pocket of the nearest chief petty officer, because he's forgotten more about the Navy than you know right now. Absolutely. And just observe. Yeah. Look, what's working? What What's not? Ask a lot of questions. Um, dive into the system and don't yeah. immediately critique, but understand. Uh, Covey's got it right. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Absolutely. So, that that evoking those questions that are not yes or no questions but provoke pondering and thoughtful you know deep thought right. right those oh those are big those are good and it it causes that uh dissonance sometimes like oh wow i thought about this but now i'm changing my mind why and it, that develops answers right? right that develops solutions so such a an important thing that a leader can learn. That I, again, yeah, it was I the lieutenant in QA. Yes, I was, but I had some some of the top individuals there mm-hmm. in the squadron, so I was asking them questions. But Officer Mullaney, what are you doing? What why are you doing that? Teach me what's going on. Yep. Did you think about this? And he's like, Oh man, Mister Merrill, I didn't. You know, good call. It's like, cool, cool. Glad I could help. Just that bringing out. Yeah, and thought process, big big deal,
0: huge. Yeah, I remember I was the officer of the day, like one weekend in San Diego. Yeah, we we're home in Miramar, and I'm the officer of the day. <laughs> yeah, God forbid, you know, a couple of our sailors got in a fight downtown and got thrown in jail, and I have to go down to the the downtown jail in San Diego and you know sign my name and I've and, and got <laughs> and got them out. And I had to act pissed. I was like, I don't really care. You know what? Yeah. You, but you got to act that. I'm taking these guys. I threw them in my truck and they were like, Let, like, let's go back to base. And They're like, we're sorry, sir. I'm like, look, guys, I, I really don't care. You got to fight. I don't care. You know, you got to fight. Get thrown in jail. You're going to have to answer to it tomorrow. I got you <laughs> out. Don't don't feel like you have to apologize to me on the fact that I'm up at two o'clock in the morning. And I'm not real happy about that. But, you know, for the rest, we we go on a cruise and I always took the four o'clock brief or the, you know, it's like the 3.30 in the morning brief for the 5.30 a.m. flight. And there Uh was always, there was always a plate of cinnamon buns from one of the guys who got sent down to the, you got, remember, he got sent down to the bakery (laughs) as punishment. And every day there was a plate of cinnamon buns for the crew on the 6.00 a.m. or the 5.30 lunch. So, and it always, like that makes me laugh it's like like you know yeah. you don't have to get you, know, you don't have to get mad about everything you just have to you know it's it's yeah you know, it, it, it is what it is and uh yeah but he always had my back for the next six months yeah um that sailor had my back and it was it, it, it was it was yeah he just kind of laughed about it it was cool mm-hmm. but uh i was i went to lunch with a guy today private yeah. equity guy we were talking about compassion mm. And it, there's a lot of feeling out there that compassion means don't hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, is,
1: uh, oh.
0: let's be nice. Nobody's feelings need to get hurt. We need to understand everybody, you know, and I'm all about diversity. I'm all about inclusion. I'm all about being yeah. nice to everybody. But my quote to him was, you know, I think Jack Welch, as much as I, I have mixed feelings about Jack Welch, wow.
1: Yes. Yes. I
0: think he was actually a pretty compassionate guy. Because mm-hmm. if you weren't going to make it, he would tell you quick. Yes. He wouldn't throw you in the deep end and let you drown slowly. He'd just throw a rock on top of you and let you drown quick. Or, just, <laughs> or just or he just or he, you know, he'd get you out of the pool and say, you're not, you know, you're not here. Anyway, you 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 can't go swimming. Yep. Let's talk about the compassion side of the house and what the great leadership, what the great leaders in the companies feel about feel about that
1: the uh boy I've been accused of babysitting or coddling saying this is too too gentle you know asking opinions um being compassionate and so forth and to that I'd say I see why you feel that way I I can understand this this is a compassionate leadership approach however um as you stated so well being compassion or being compassionate is giving someone bad news is giving them a reality check. It's like, hey, you know what? we've tried this together.' I've, I've been with you, we've worked through some stuff. I've listened to your your ideas. We've worked through those and they've not worked. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't working. And in, in business, it, we, we need to cut ties. Mm -hmm. Uh, i i'm I'm sorry i think you're a heck of a person i dig you all of those things but compassionately uh here's an example um a friend of mine he was going to let a guy go Mm -hmm. it it just wasn't a good fit and the guy just just no give me another chance you've got to do this i i can't you know and and he gave in said all right all right let's let's keep trying Another period of time went by still just it not a good fit. finally mm-hmm. said i'm I'm sorry I've got to let you go this isn't a good fit and it was devastating to the individual mm-hmm. Cr- and crushing to my friend absolutely crushing because that it, we're a human we don't want to mm-hmm. see someone out of work that, right oh man but a few months later he came back and said thank you I I had these golden handcuffs, right? I didn't want to go. I was comfortable. I I knew it wasn't a good fit, but I was I was afraid, quite literally and Mm -hmm. honestly. But you forced me. You forced me out, and I couldn't have been happier. Mm -hmm. I found this position. It's better. It's the right fit. I'm flourishing. And my buddy's company, of course, flourishing too. Was it painful? And was it compassionate? Yes to both. Mm-hmm. Yes to both. And so, and and can I add one thing? There's a lot of talk about being an empathetic leader, having empathy. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And, and, and we need more of that. But my challenge is one step more. Sympathy is understanding. Empathy is, is so to speak, having gone through it, and knowing what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Compassion is actually doing something about it. Mm -hmm. it's one thing for me to oh gee craig i feel sorry for you dude and walk away or oh craig i understand what it is to have kids boy that's a challenge yeah all right i'm empathetic but the next step is to say craig you know what i was thinking about you here's the here's the Mm -hmm. plate of cinnamons on your desk i know it's going to not going to solve your problems but I was thinking about you, and I did something. Mm-hmm. I did something. That's what we need in leadership. Mm-hmm. We need leaders who will do something, who will say, Craig, I noticed you're dragging. You're, you're having a tough time. What's going on? Well, this. Yep. You know what? I got some resources. Can I turn you on to a buddy of mine? It's like, oh, my goodness. Please. Yes. You're yep. you're saving me. It's the do. We've got to do yep. um, more than just feel. Let, let's get something done
0: look yeah yeah you know, you know, and, and companies can be very cold but i have oh. heard hundreds of stories about you know, uh, you know uh, when I was at Gulfstream aircraft one of the sales directors came down with can- you know was you know, was diagnosed with cancer ah. and the the the, the, the you know the compassionate thing they did to him the empathetic thing they said to him was hey look we got we got to protect our business so we're putting another sales director up there in your territory and he has taken over all your accounts you can get healthy you're on the payroll and we're going to you know nothing is going to change in your life but there's going to be someone up basically they're saying we're paying twice wow to help you get through you know now that you know, it, it, you know it, it was it was a very aggressive form of cancer it didn't end up you know look for the for the individual a great guy ended up passing away from the cancer but they did the right thing and i hear A lot of companies go into a lot of levels. Look, yeah, you're 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 sick. Your baby sick. You've got an issue. Hey, look, we're here to help you. And you know, yeah, we we're but that's the one thing I think a lot of folks in this world of don't offend anybody. They Mm -hmm. forget businesses got to protect. They've got if you've got 100 employees and you're the CEO of the company, you've got. 98 employees to protect one that you have to deal with and yourself. Yep. And you know, it's like, hey, look, I'll I'll help you. I'll do everything I can to help you out. Or to the group of employees, I'll do everything I can to make your life better as best I can. But I got a business to protect, I got shareholders, I've got vendors and customers, and a whole lot of stuff going on. You have your job to do. I've got a whole mess. Yeah. So I think that empathy works both ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the one thing I think a lot of the younger generation, I'm gonna get trouble for saying that. <laughs> I don't care. Um, We're old. I, I, yeah. Yeah, just uh, I think that's somebody, yeah, somebody said, hey, boomer to me other yeah, day, like, well, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't care. Um, but that's the one thing people forget is that, hey, look, um, you know, small business owners or mid-market wow. business owners, man, they got their their, their, their livelihoods are at risk. Big and time. they'll they'll do everything they can, but their livelihoods are at risk. My brother it, runs a business. He hired somebody he shouldn't have hired, he knows he shouldn't hire them. Yeah. Um, he's very compassionate when he had to let the guy go, but the situation damn near bankrupted Um, and I'm like, dude, don't do things like, yeah, I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> you know, it's that's an expensive it, lesson. It's an expensive lesson. Is what it becomes. It's like, whoa, what, you know, what, you know, what. So I think that's the you know, the compassion side of house. Is that it's the empathy and compassion. It's it's a two way street. Understand what your boss is going through to the same degree that,
1: you know, oh, what, sure. what's in it, what's in it for him versus what's in it for you, right? It, well, uh, you can argue it ethically, right? The greater good. I can be sympathetic, empathetic, compassionate to one individual, and it will take my company down. Yep. Right. So what do you do? You know what? That's an individual question and all sorts of different situations, which would justify whatever action. And mm-hmm. you know what? I understand that. What, what I think many leaders don't quite understand that a simple gesture of uh, you know hey Craig what you doing oh I'm I'm working on this PowerPoint got a presentation you know here in about 30 minutes like oh okay cool and I walk away well where do I go I go down to the boardroom I light the fire in the computer I get the projector up mm-hmm. I make sure there's water in the fridge erase the chalkboard you know all that stuff clean up tidy up I walk back hey Craig dude you're good to go what good, do you luck mean? good luck and knock I, them dead right yeah knock them dead the the, that's one last thing you have to worry about mm-hmm. but but you think holy cow he took time out of his schedule you know and he grabbed me a dr pepper out of the kitchen on his way up yeah. he knows i love dr pepper with crushed ice. this guy gets me right it's those small gestures right that endear me to you and you to me that, that it's like i've got your back yeah i've got your back um those big stories of cancer, they are so cool. Yep. Those small stories of there's a cinnamon roll on your desk every morning. You got your brief. Right. How? You still talk about it 30 years ago from from then. Yeah. That demonstrates how powerful it is.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I know a lady um, who helped a company get the biggest deal ever in, com- in its company history wow and she worked for a year to do this she yeah. worked non-stop for a year to do it didn't take her vacation didn't do it ever wow. worked for busted it for a year and her reward was they took away her vacation because it was a user lose policy oh. Oh. and they gave her 150 fifty dollar dinner they gave her 150 fifty dollar gift certificate now understand the the sales leaders Made hundreds of thousands of dollars in commissions. The company oh. made millions of dollars in, and she got a hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate and lost two weeks vacation because she didn't use it. And she's not at that company anymore.
1: Yeah, how is for a reason. Been?
0: You know, if you think about like you go, "Oh my god, really?" Um, yeah. What yeah. You're like like what? Yeah, but that, that's a true. Yeah, that's a true. True story, oh. and uh, yeah, it's like a small gesture. Hey, uh here's your two weeks vacation back, and a third one to a third week of vacation to Cancun on us, right? Uh, oh, serious, yeah,
1: uh, serious. So we were thinking, and, and and even to add to that, add a little more detail. We know you like this, so mm. guess what? Right, it's going to be there when you when you arrive. I you like. Peanut M and M's. You know what? There's a case of them sitting in your hotel room when you arrive, you right know, in, in the Bahamas. That personalized knowing the individual and mm-hmm. then doing something about it can't be measured. It can't be measured.
0: Yeah, the uh, you know what? And and honestly, look, I yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm not as good at that as I should be um oh right. we can all improve you know, yeah you, you think about all the things you can improve on you're like wow I could have you know I could have sent that person just a little note or I could have sent them uh you know a little thank you or a little something or another just to think I was you know just so I knew that I wasn't totally forget about them or it wasn't all about business even if it is all about business it's not mm-hmm. you know people want to do business with people yes they want to do business we're better yeah they want to do business with people they
1: like Exactly and then, they can connect with literally. Yeah. Um, there was a you, you talk about that there was a study when I was getting my MBA that was cited. they had two groups. One group said get this business deal done as quickly as you can. The other group was assigned said get this business deal done, but I want you to get to know the people first you know take your time. the the group that they both got the business deal done, but the group that got to know each other better, spent a little time socializing and and understanding one another mm-hmm. better deal a yep. better deal was done. So we do business with people we like, that we trust, that we connect with, mm-hmm. that we can bond with. it's you know it's not a win lose it's those win wins that are mm-hmm. so so important
0: absolutely, yeah, I got you. so you talk about the uh the, the the last leg of your stool, the
1: fourth leg of your stool. Okay, evoking. 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 Uh huh. The uh, all right. I'll take you back. I'll take you back to Panama. Oh, Jesus. And we had an all officers meeting. Yeah. And after that meeting, we were going to hit the beach. Okay. We kept asking questions, trying to get something, you know, understand better. But the person running the meeting was just all about them, them, them. And we started kicking each other under the table saying don't ask any more questions. He's not he's not asking us. He doesn't want our feedback. Right. We want to go to the beach. Right. So, we went silent, we went dark, and we got out of the meeting. Right. Evoking is huge. It's it's that it's the demonstration of partnership, acceptance, and compassion. It's like, "Craig, what do you think?" And to bring when you start asking these rich, purposeful questions, getting someone to ponder and reflect on their experience. And, and it doesn't have to be an answer right then. It's like, well, we've got this complex business issue going. What are you thinking, Craig? It's like, well, wow, right now there's a driver shortage. We can't get product out of the port. We can't, you know, and and we start evaluating and, and reflecting. And as a leader, I can add uh, fuel to that flame by asking these questions. They could be directive where it's like, I want to go over in this area rather than that. Mm -hmm. So I can steer the conversation, but still help the individual discover solutions by asking these wonderful questions Mm -hmm. Um, and bringing out experience, bringing out wisdom bringing out training. Uh, and sometimes the, the team guy is going to say, I don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I, as the leader, a little more experienced, perhaps, and say, well, you know what? This is what I've experienced. What do you think of this? Really? The leader's asking the team member what they think? That's that's big. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, getting that sounding board going, getting that discussion going, getting that synergy going. Um, it's all about solving the business issue. It's all about and, and that builds that relationship of trust, which is so critical in in every every relationship.
0: Yeah, a friend of mine used to call it, he was a a friend of mine used to call it uh helping organizations get to the ace of spades. Yeah. And he would say it was asking enough questions and enough. You know, it's, it's sort of like, hey, did you, you think about that? Or, hey, you know, what what about this? And it's sort of you're using questions to help somebody get down,
1: get down that path. Yeah. Get and, down to bedrock. And find the where, where space. I love that. And that's too often leaders think, well, I'm the leader. I, I need to know the answer. I need to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's a that's a big ego thing. Mm-hmm. And if we can let go of that and say, you know what, guys, here's my team. I, I don't know the answer to this issue. I really right. don't. I've reflected on these. Here's our options, right? Um, the, the directors have come back and said, here's the framework. We have to right. work within this framework. Okay, team, what are you thinking? Because the team is so much smarter than just one person. Mm -hmm. right all that experience you've got perhaps a hundred years of experience with a team of five or ten people Mm -hmm. wow why not draw on it and it takes it takes a real leader to say guys i don't i don't have the solution to this and i'm not relinquishing my right to say this is where we're going Mm -hmm. that that is my my burden to bear quite honestly i'm taking it from you so you don't get crucified for it mm-hmm. i'm bearing the responsibility of the decision but there's no reason why i can't get feedback from my team mm-hmm. and and get knowledge and experience uh, hey
0: look i'm convinced you know it's august 26th today mm-hmm. 12 marines just got blown up in afghan uh, kabul
1: that was devastating and I'm,
0: conv- I'm convinced that you know a command and control mentality is the reason we're in this debacle. Yes sir. And if the court if the correct questions were were asked and answered not yesterday or a week ago or two weeks ago but 6 months ago we wouldn't be in this debacle. Yes. And so the best question you can ask is ladies and gentlemen, yeah, here's the goal 6 months from now. Here's four key things we need to accomplish. How do we get there? And if you're looking to me as the leader for all the answers, because you think I know everything, I don't need you. Yeah. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, if the leader knows all the answers, <laughs> what's he need everybody else for? Why do
1: I need to, I've got a lot of overhead with this team of 10. Bada,
0: bada, bada, bing, bada, 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 bada. bada bing, bada boom. So, you know, for all the, for all the people who think that, you know, a lot of new leaders, you know, hey, they're 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 newly promoted into a leadership position, individual contributor and now in a leadership, you know, now in a leadership. The the, the hardest thing they, they make is that mind shift uh, from, you know, I was the individual contributor. Now I have to puff up my chest and be infallible. Yeah. That. That's ridiculous. You got to shift your mind and go, look, I have to lead. I don't have to do.
1: I'm not a doer anymore. I'm a leader. Yeah. That's a hard mind shift. For people to make. And it's a scary mind shift, right? It, it's scary. Suddenly you've got 5, 10, 15, whatever your team size is looking at you, saying, okay, do something, mm-hmm. right? Lead, like, ah. Uh, and here's, oh, you bring up new leaders. Craig, most new leaders don't get any training. Nope. Hey, you're a fantastic individual contributor. I'm going to make you the team lead. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. I get a pay increase, but I don't get any training. Mm-hmm. I don't get anything. I'm thrown to the wolves. And then I'm hauled in and put on plan because things aren't performing very well. Right. I didn't I didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, there are natural leaders, without question, who can step into the role and, and they may take off. But in general, in, across America, new leaders receive little to no training, mm-hmm. I think 60 or 70%, no training whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And and businesses expect them to be successful. Yep. Hello. Yeah, no, I
0: look, I, I rem- I worked at, I worked at a company once and the leadership of the company wouldn't let their leaders lead. Uh, they were continually undermining them and it was crazy because you know, president of the company was constantly selling it, calling his salespeople and saying, what's in your pipeline today? What do you got going? <laughs> what's the probability? Why aren't you doing it this way? And it's like, you know, there's that chain of command for a reason. You put a VP of sales in, you know, and if you erode that, you know, you, you just killed your leader. You oh. just crushed your leader. You crushed the person that you put in that role
1: because you totally undermined. Yeah, there's no trust whatsoever. It's like, well, if if you're doing the sales manager's job, yep. who's doing the CEO job? You got it. Who's yep. looking out over the horizon 20 years trying to see roadblocks, trying to see barriers and what have you trying to see opportunities if you're knee deep in the weeds yep. and you're an expensive sales manager i've seen
0: you know my focus is all like i said smaller and middle market companies and a lot of entrepreneurs this is it's the, I, I just call it the entrepreneur trap uh-huh and they get overwhelmed and then they want a coo uh-huh. And they go through four COOs and you talk to them and you say, well, you talk to the fourth C you talk to each of the COOs as they kind of turn, they go, he wouldn't let me do anything. <laughs> or she wouldn't let me do anything.
1: They can't let go. Got that death grip.
0: And finally you call, You, you know, they, they, yeah you know, the, they call you, they say, Hey, I want you to do a search for a CIA. You go, no, I'm not doing it because you've been through four and you won't let it. You, you, you just know you've got a reputation of not letting go. So you know, then what you have to do is you have to, you know, it's, it's almost create a partnership. You have the COO make the CEO sign a contract that says, this is my job. I will do this and you will stay the hell out of my way. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of bottom up leadership, but companies need a lot of bottom up leadership as well.
1: Very much so. Um, just had a conversation, two people, uh, Tuesday, regarding that. One one guy he just didn't know where he stood. Things kept changing underneath him. He'd get wind. Hey, this so-and-so's mad at you. Oh, this guy wants that. And it's like, I've had conversations with my boss. These are my duties, but he keeps changing them. The CEO keeps changing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, oh my goodness. I'm sorry here. Here is what I recommend, you know, get things written down, uh, get, and I gave him some tools. People ask me, how do I lead up Steve? How do, how do I manage my manager? Here, here's a couple tools. I I love these tools. They're called rulers. Um, One's an importance ruler. So Craig, you come to me and say, Steve, I need you to do X, Y, Z. And I, my reply to you is, Craig, on a scale of one to 10, how important is this? And you say, Steve, this is, a, this is a seven. All right. So what would make it an eight? Well, um, if I get a call from the company and they want it a little faster or whatever, right? So, well, what would make it a six? And you explain to me what would make it a six. So I'm I'm getting to understand your landscape a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to understand better. It also helps you reflect, say, is it really an eight? Maybe it's a nine, maybe it's a seven, six, whatever it may be. And then you can reply also with an ability ruler. Well, Craig, here's on a scale of one to 10, here's how confident I I am to get that done. I'm only a five. And you look at me, it's like, Steve, why is a five? I said because. John over in accounting has gave, given me a stack of stuff to do. And it's pressing. This, this has got to be done by three o'clock today. And it's it's noon. And so now we start partnering. You say, mm-hmm. well, let me let me talk to John. Or what about Stacy? Can she give you a hand? It's like Stacy's a wizard. This stuff. I would love to work with her. Mm-hmm. So we start expanding the, the vision of the landscape, mm-hmm. both you and me. I know what's going on in your head. You Mm -hmm. know what I've got on my plate. And so as a subordinate and as an individual contributor, I'm starting to manage my manager, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm not directing him, telling him what to do, anything like that. But I'm understanding him or her better. Mm -hmm. So I can ask good questions and I can say, hey, tell you what, um, I know so-and-so can I get help or can we do it this way or whatever? Mm-hmm. And a- again, it's that partnership. It's it's accepting you've got a burden to bear. Yep. And the compassion. All right. How can I help you, Craig? How, you know what? I've got a buddy of mine. Let me turn you on to this resource. Then in the evoking, it's asking those good questions. What do you mm-hmm. think? How important it is, is it? Who can we have? What you know, mm-hmm. have you thought about this? I'm not questioning your knowledge. I'm not questioning anything of your authority. I'm just trying to solve the issue. Yep. Yep. That's that's the big deal. That and and where we've got a good, tight working relationship because we partner, because mm-hmm. we accept one another, because you know I've got your back, mm-hmm. because I can ask you questions. It's everything. It's communication. I mean, it's good communication. It's back
0: and forth communication. You know, is it, you know, the, uh, the idle mind is the devil's playground and, you know, you know, the, you know, the silent mind, you know, brings paranoia, <laughs> right? It's like, hey, he doesn't have to talk to me in a week. Yeah. Is he mad? Is he, oh. she, is she mad? Is she upset? Did I do something it. wrong? It's like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Hey, you know, but that's, a, <sighs> that, that's a good thing where you go, Hey, is you yeah. haven't heard from me in a week.
1: Are we Are we good? Everything okay? Uh, having, having that good, powerful, working relationship is everything. It's everything. I'm not afraid to bring you bad news, right. right? And I'm certainly not afraid to bring you good news or ideas. And you tell me, it's like, see, that's a fantastic idea, but not right now. Right. This is what I've got cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't feel suppressed. I don't feel like, well, crap. He's never listened to me. He's never accepted one idea. Right. He's told me, no, that's that's a fantastic idea. Timing's bad. Mm -hmm. Timing's bad, conditions are bad, whatever. And you know, you come back, maybe I can't explain it to you immediately, but I come Mm -hmm. back and say, Craig, I am so sorry. That is a that's a fantastic idea. Here's what I'm dealing with, and here's why I've decided to go this way instead of that. Okay, I'm still validated, I'm still accepted. I'm gonna still keep coming to you with stuff, right? Maybe one will stick. Conditions are right, all that stuff. But I'm not afraid to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's really funny. Everybody's working from home now. Great Wall Street Journal article. It's bringing on the great paranoia. There you, know, you You read about these things. Everybody talks about, well, now it's the, it's the great resignation because everybody's so yes. pissed off at their company, they're going to quit. Well, they're not. It's going to become, the great resignation is become, going to become the great game of musical chairs. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because people will make a change without knowing what they want. And yeah. all, they, all they're doing is they're shifting. All they're doing is they're saying, I don't like it here. The grass is greener over there. So they go where the grass is greener. Well, what they should be saying is, what am I looking for to make a change? What makes the grass greener over there? So I think the great resignation that's, that's coming is is really just a great big game of musical chairs because people want cool. they want more empathy they want better work from home they want you know they want you know pixie dust and fairies and apple pies and dogs on zoom and go, by golly they'll get they'll, they're gonna go where they can go to get it
1: yeah that exactly happened charms in the kitchen
0: I'm and then the next thing is the great paranoia because people are on zoom and slack i have never been on you ever been on slack I
1: have. I have. I've
0: I've never been on Slack, so I'm. I'm old.
1: Uh, I I don't have a need for it. So it's Uh, a company. A company set me up with my own channel when I was doing consulting work with them. Uh, They gave me my own channel, and we talked about stuff, and and uh, exchanged ideas, and laughed, and played, and it was good. It was was really good.
0: Yeah, you know, and 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 now it's the great paranoia. But then I read about Netflix. Yeah, they fired some people because they talked smack about their boss. On Slack. Oh wow. And you know, their boss is like, hey, look, you know, they're venting. It is what it is. They're venting. It was all about me and I'll deal with it, which is great leadership, quite frankly. Yeah, but yeah. but they sat there and said, Hey, no, you know, yeah, you know, we're all about community and you know, whatever else. Uh, and I'm t- I tend to be going, Hey, Netflix, I expect more of you. I know your culture is a little bit tough. You know, they 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 tend to run to their own thing, from a people standpoint. Yeah. But I thought that was petty. That yeah yeah. So anyway, so the, but that's leading to the great paranoia because people aren't communicating during the work from home, and they don't you know so.
1: Yeah, I worked with uh, that that same company who sent me over with the Slack channel. They're worldwide. Uh, they're a oh customer experience company. And uh, one of the one of the directors came to me and said, Steve, I how do I apply this? My my guys are all over. I said, Well, here's what I would suggest. It's easy here in the office, right? We run into each other at the kitchen. I'm grabbing my Dr. Pepper with crushed ice, you're mm-hmm. grabbing your Pepsi. We shoot the breeze. How are your kids? Wow, he's he's over here, he's starting his degree, my daughter's over here, everything's good. We build that relationship over zoom either work from home or around the world much more difficult. I suggested to him just a simple thing he said set up a time where you can call your your team and it's their time it's it's 15 20 minutes and you don't talk about business at all. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen in the first handful of times they're gonna say oh oh production's up by 10 I've my, my retention's up they're going to talk all business. But I want you to ask him about their kids' softball game. I want you to ask them what they have for dinner last night, what their hobbies are. I want it completely personal. I want it water cooler talk. And after a while, that meeting will taper away from the business and, oh my goodness, he's checking in on me, to I've got a friend here who's genuinely interested in me. Mm-hmm. Right? Building that relationship, even though you and I are an entire country apart right we can talk we talk about our kids mm-hmm. i know about your two you know about my three what we basically what we're dealing with there's that relationship that we're that's just as good i dare say now as it was 30 years ago when we were haze gray and underway headed to war we can do that we okay. can do that via zoom mm-hmm. um If we set business aside appropriately, when it's time to talk business, oh, we talk business. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we can build those relationships over Zoom um, simply by picking up the phone, by doing a Zoom call, whatever it may be, and just saying, hey, what would you have for dinner last night? I'm looking for a new recipe. I'm I'm done with mac and cheese. Hey, I tried this. It was fantastic. Or don't do this. It went down in flames. Ah, that's good stuff. Building that relationship, even over, over. I tell you what, we said we're
0: going to keep it at a half hour. We're now at about an hour. Oh, holy. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's do this. Let's wrap it up on this. And you're coming back. We'll talk about, that. we'll talk about some more. We'll, we'll, We'll get you on another. Let's, let's come back and get you another day. Okay, I'd love to keep this dialogue going. I can talk about this all day long because ultimately, it's the business of doing business, and yes, yes, the business of of doing business is all about the people supporting you and being in it. And and this is like, you know, you you know, it's amazing. I I, I've seen some people are great at it. I'm horrible at it. I mean, I just you know, it's it's uh, the world's best individual contributor. I think, Um, but. Yeah, you know, it's it's good. So let's how do people get a hold
1: of you? Um email, it's Steve at V-L-R-C, and then the numeral one dot com. So S-T-E-V-E number one. Uh geez, what yeah. a Steve at V-L-R-C One.com. Steve um, at VLRC one dot That's my email. Um, call me 385- five four nine 41 send me a text give me a call um my website www.vlrc or geez what is my website vlrc.com vlrc1.com. WW, You gotta remember your website.
0: wwwvlrc I'm so
1: starstruck being on your podcast. My <laughs> mind is mush, and I'm getting old. So we'll
0: make sure we'll make sure it gets in. We'll make sure it gets in the notes on this. But uh, you're good. So hey, anyway, hey, thank you so much for coming on. It was a great topic today. I really enjoyed it. And uh, you're coming back.
1: Thank you, thank you, Craig. Cool, Steve. Talk All soon. Right. See ya. I hope you
0: enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthstarESG.com, or check us out at www.northstarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pittman.